Welcome to the 80 High Podcast. I'm so glad you joined me this morning as we continue our very important series on spiritual warfare. Wow, what an important topic for the hour in which we live. Uh, you know, the um, we were talking yesterday about the importance of the new birth and how by the new birth we are uh, we, the Bible says we have been delivered, Colossians 1.13, from the dominion of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of his dear son. Uh, th there was a passage that I was looking for. Uh, it's actually 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 about uh, Satan being called the god of this world, the little g. Uh, his power is limited, but, but he does uh, exercise a influence over this present world. And Paul said this in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, talking about those who do not know Christ. He says, in whom the God of this world, the little g, the God of this world has blinded those who do not believe. The God of this world. This, the, the, this world lies, John said, in the lap of the wicked one. And Jesus in John, I'm going to turn over and read this one. John, uh, Jesus called Satan, the prince of this world, simply referring to the fact that uh, ever since our first parents relinquished up the authority God had given over this world, over this planet, relinquished it, listened to the lies of Satan, and relinquished up that authority and gave Satan a foothold into this planet, uh, now God is taking it back through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, but Satan, those who are not in Christ, are living to one degree or another under the influence of darkness, under the influence of Satan. So the the verse is uh, John chapter 14, verse 30, and this is just before Jesus is going to the cross. He says to his disciples, I will no longer talk much with you. For the prince of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. Now, that's the King James. The New King James says, the ruler of this world is coming and has nothing in me. Um, and John, I won't try to find it, but it's in First John. He, he talks about that the entire world lies in the lap of the wicked one. So Satan has an overriding influence in this world. And those who are not in Christ are under his influence to one degree or another. And that's why the, 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 the message of the new birth is so important. And uh, we become a new creation. We have a new identity. We're part of a new family, We're part of a new kind of people in the earth. And as Colossians 1.13 says, that, that he has delivered us from the authority of darkness. Darkness representing Satan and demons. God has delivered us from their authority, and he has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Now, there are so many benefits and rights and privileges that come with the new birth, that come with being a part of this new kingdom, being a part of this new family of God. There are so many rights and privileges mind-blowing. And it is only when we know the truth and we walk in the truth that we will experience consistent victory 
in this present spiritual warfare. People who do not know who they are in Christ, I'm talking about Christians, real Christians, but they have not learned who they are in Christ. They're continually running here and there looking for somebody with a deliverance ministry to cast the demons out or looking for somebody to lay hands on them and set them free. Now, there is a place for those ministries because there's people out there that need the personal ministry, and we all need to be doing that for people who have not yet learned who they are in Christ or maybe people who are still under the power of darkness. But if we're going to walk in consistent ministry, we must Come to the knowledge of who we are in Christ. And as Valerie Owen, our longtime friend, says, we must know our rights and stand our ground. Now, let me share you an example of this. Many years ago, when Sue and I were planting a new congregation in her home uh, uh, province of New Brunswick, and uh, we had a conference. And actually, it was, was by satellite. We were connected with a ministry here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And they were having a, about five services a day. And so um, we, we, we were pioneers in the sense that we had a satellite dish. <laughs> the, that whole area had never seen one before. They were even new in the United States at the time because this is in the 1980s. And so we're going to bring in these five services a day and we announce it. And so we have people coming in. And so in, in one of the, the daytime services, uh, and I always invited people up for prayer. We we watched the we had the big we had the big screen and people could watch it on the big screen. But then I would come up and give an invitation for people to come forward for prayer. And uh, in in a morning service, there's a woman. I, as far as I know, this is the only time she ever came. Now I knew something about her because I think it was another pastor in the town had shared this with me that apparently. She felt that she was demonized or demon-possessed, if you want to use that term. And she had been all around town to all kinds of different churches, you know, asking people to, to cast the demons out, and she wanted to be free and so on. So here I see her standing before me. And so I know what the issue is. She needs to know who she is. She needs to know her rights and privileges. She needs to know that she's been delivered from the authority of Satan and darkness. And she needs to know that she's now part of a new family. She's part of a new kingdom. And so I said to her, she, she came up, she wanted me to cast the, the, the demon or demons out of her. I said, look, I said, uh, it's no problem getting the demons off of you. I said, that's easy, not a problem. <laughs> And I said, the reason I said that is because the, the Bible talks about that, that he has given us authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will by any means hurt you. I said, but I said, we can cast the demons off out of you and off of you. I said, but when you walk out of here, if you don't know how to resist him yourself, if you don't know what your rights and privileges are, he's going to come back. And I was, I was referring to a passage in Matthew chapter 14, verse uh, 23. No, it's uh, just just hold on for a moment. Uh, let's see. Bear with me just a moment. Let me turn over and, and find that passage. Matthew chapter 12 it is. So Matthew chapter 12. Listen to this. Very instructive. These are words of Jesus. He says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a person, he, that is the unclean spirit, goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. 
Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Wow. Basically, what he's saying is, when the spirit goes out of a person, or we could say it's cast out of a person, he walks around through dry places. In other words, he's not finding a place where he feels comfortable. He's looking for a, a, a human vessel that he can express himself through. And so finally he says, well, I'm going to go back to that place where I was kicked out. He comes back and he finds it empty, swept and garnished. What does it mean? Well, he finds that this person has not filled that empty spot with something positive. He, this person has not filled uh, their heart and their mind with knowledge of God and knowledge of who they are in Christ and what it means to be born again. Or maybe this person has never been born again. It is possible for demons to be cast out of people who are not Christians, but they need to immediately give themselves to Jesus and get into his word. So based on this passage, I said, I said to this woman, I said, look, it's no problem getting the devil off of you. But if you don't know who you are in Christ and you don't know how to resist him and walk in your freedom, I said, you go out of here, he's going to come right back. I said, so here's what, what you do. I said, if you will come, and I think this was just a, a one-day thing. I said, if you will come and sit through all the meetings in this conference and listen to the teaching and learn and let your faith be built up, and I said, then at the end of it, if you still feel a need for prayer, I said, uh, I said I'll said, i pray for you, I'll lay hands on you, and we'll cast out the devil. I said, but if we do it now, I said, it's not going to have any lasting impact. And so, but she would not agree to that. She walked away saying, oh, you don't understand, you don't understand. And she walked away and did not come back. I feel so sorry. For her, I feel so sorry for people like that who are not willing to pay the price, not willing to make the commitment to, yes, I'm going to fill my mind with God's word. I'm going to learn what Jesus has done for me. I'm going to learn about who I am as a new creation in Christ Jesus so that I can walk consistently in the victory that has been given to me through the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll leave you with this passage. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, continue, keep going. Every day, keep in the word. If you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Wow, the truth will make you free. Not somebody's deliverance ministry. The truth will make you free. And when you have the truth, you're not dependent on somebody else, you can walk in that truth and then you can be setting others free. I'm Eddie Hyatt. This is the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. Hey, I hope you will check out my uh, uh, web, my, uh, yeah, my website, eddiehyatt.com. You will find some great resources there that will be very helpful to you. Uh, I have two very recent books that have been published this year. I think they've both been published in the last... Uh, one just published last week, and the other one published in the last month, I think. Anyway, it's called 
the latest one is called Who Says Women Can't Pastor? And it's giving a biblical justification for women in leadership in the church. The other one is called um, Discovering the Real Jesus, and it will prepare you to defend your faith with agnostics and atheists, and it will affirm and, and ground you in your faith in Jesus. Wow, Discovering the Real Jesus. There are other books there. I have over 20, and Sue has several that are in publication. They're there on our website, eddiehype.com. There's also one that would go along with what we're talking about. It's called Angels of Light, and it's about how to recognize false, deceiving spirits that are at work in the world today. Angels of Light. You might want to check that out. And in the meantime, I'm Eddie Hyde. This is the Eddie Hyde Podcast. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.